Well, uh, we're very excited. We've got Ruth Hicklin coming to share this morning. Uh, so let's welcome Ruth, and I'd just love the opportunity to pray for you, Ruth, as well. Is that all right? Father, I just, uh, I just thank you for Ruth, Lord God. I thank you for the, for the gift that she is to this house. And Lord, as she shares what you've placed on her heart this morning, Lord, I pray that we'd be open to receive that. I pray that your word would take root in our hearts. That message of love would compel us as we leave this place later. And uh, that we see transformation through your love in us. And as we share it with others. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, we'll see how this goes, because we've got balloons and children, so it could go a bit manic. (laughs) But it could come together. Right, what is love? So, obviously, Valentine's Day today might be a really exciting, happy day for some people, but maybe others a bit sad and disappointed, I don't know. But I think there's potentially more to love than Valentine's Day, and we're just going to explore that a little bit. The dictionary says that love is a strong feeling of affection or a great interest and pleasure in something or deep felt affection. Um, So that's what the dictionary says. But I wanted to really look into the Bible and see what the Bible says about love. So 1 John 4 verse 8 says God is love. So that's a really good place to start, I think. And we've got our first thing there. And I think if we move on to the next bit there. So God is love. So there we go. God is love. Now, as we know, um, we often talk in church about the Trinity. So God in three persons. We've got God the Father... God the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And often, you know, people talk about a a clover leaf or something like that. But I thought, wow, a heart's got three bits to it. And just like, um, so I thought the heart's a really good way to describe the Trinity, to describe God um, in three persons. And you know, God is love and he shows us his love. And I thought we'd just explore those different bits of love. So first of all, God the Father. God the Father, he's creator. Genesis chapter 1, 27 says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Psalm 139, my favorite psalm, verse 13 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And Father God, he loves us. Humans, he loves us. He loves us so much. He created us. He knit you together in your mother's womb. Before anybody saw you on a scan picture, God knew you. And he had already started knitting you together. He planned you. He'd made you. What love is that that he created you? But God didn't only create us. Create us. Very famous verse, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God the Father sent his son, Jesus, 
to save us. He knew that we'd mess up and that we'd need saving. And he loved us so much that he sent Jesus to save us. And if we believe in him and trust in him, we can have eternal life. We can live with God forever. What love. The second bit, Jesus, the son. Romans chapter 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus gave up his life for us. That's how much he loves us. 1 Peter 2.24 says, He bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. For by his wounds you have been healed. Jesus gave his life for us so that we could be healed, that we could have eternal life. What love is that? The third person of God is the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14 Um, different verses, uh, I mean, different versions of the Bible describe the Holy Spirit in different ways. But some says, but the advocate or helper or comforter or counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. 1 Corinthians 13, 6 reminds us, do you not know that you are God's temple, and that God's spirit dwells within you. So when we become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes to live within you. What a demonstration of love that the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us 24 hours a day, always there to help, comfort, empower, give wisdom. Whatever you need, the Holy Spirit's there. What love is that? Also in the Bible, so one of the, again, very, very well-known bits in the Bible is 1 Corinthians 13, and it describes what love is. That's a bit little there, isn't it? So hopefully we've got the children here in the right order that might work. Um, So love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So we've got all these to show. Hooray! So this is what love is, and God demonstrates in who he is all these characteristics. So God is patient. Where we've got that one, can we wave it up high? So God, he waits for us. He never forces himself upon us Um, if we don't want it. it, We might take a long time to to come to him We might take a long time to change. We might keep messing up and getting it wrong. But God is patient. He just keeps waiting. He doesn't give up on us. He's there. He's really patient. The next one is kind. So God is kind. He gives good gifts to us. 
Just think of all the things that God gives to us. He gave us life. He gave us the world. He gave us each other. You know, there's so many practical and just things that he gives us. He brings healing. We've got a really kind God. Now, these next three, I'm going to loop those together. Where are we? We've got does not envy, does not boast, is not proud. All of these things are really self-centered, being envious, boasting, and proud. They're about what you have got or what you haven't got and kind of being loud about it. They're all, these words are all about how I care about me more than anything else. God is totally amazing. He's better than anyone or anything. Yet he isn't just a me, me, me sort of person, but his focus is us. His focus is you. His focus is me. So envy, boastfulness, and being proud are complete opposite to what God is. The next thing is we've got does not dishonor others. So dishonoring others, it means bringing disgrace or shame or scandal or discrediting someone. And often this might be forcing yourself on someone, not being respectful, being quite pushy towards somebody. God isn't like that. God doesn't dishonor us. God is gentle. He doesn't force himself upon you. He doesn't manipulate you, but he's there to help you. He's there to guide you. But you remain in control. But he lifts you up. He shows you grace. He shows you respect. And he honors you. The next one is self-seeking. Where's that one? Here. So God is not self-seeking. God humbled himself. Amazing God, who is mighty and wonderful, he humbled himself and became a man to save us. He puts us first. He's not self-seeking. He puts everyone else first. We've got, is not easily angered somewhere. So, Angry people shout, get cross, and spend their time upsetting others. God isn't someone like that. He doesn't go around upsetting everybody and getting cross. He's not easy angered. He just shows us his love and is there. Keeps no record of wrongs. There we go, Lewis. Wave that one in the air. So, if we ask God for forgiveness, God takes away our sin. It says in the Bible, as far as the east is from the west, it's gone. God doesn't keep reminding you of the wrong things when they've been dealt with. If we ask for forgiveness, he washes it away, wipes it away, he makes us clean, and he doesn't keep bringing that up. How amazing is that? Does not delight in evil. Have we got that? Yeah. So God is good, and God delights in good things. That's great, isn't it? God delights in good things. And God rejoices in the truth. So God delights in truth, what things that are real and things that are right. And God delights when we live in the truth. 
And the Bible tells us the truth will set us free. We need to live in that truth to know that freedom. And God rejoices with us in that. We know that love always protects. We got that up high. Love always protects. In whatever situation, God is our protector. How amazing. Whatever we face, God's there to protect us. God always trusts. God believes in us. Yeah, he has confidence and faith in us. How amazing is that? And God always hopes. So God has hope in us. God always sees that potential that we have. We might not see it, but God does. And he sees that potential and he has hope in us. And God always perseveres. God never gives up on us. Whatever we've done, he's there. He keeps on with us and he will keep going on and on and on. However, up and down, he perseveres. He sticks with us. And finally, Noah, if you can wave that one, love never fails. We've said God is love. God never fails. He never lets us down. He will always satisfy but we've got to be open to him. We've got to allow him in so that he can um, always satisfy us. So it's amazing. All the time, God demonstrates these things because he is love. But the amazing thing is, is that, um, that we can also show love like this because as we get to know God more, and let him work in our lives, we can become more like God. We can become more like all of these things. The Bible reminds us, um, Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. He wants to change us. 2 Corinthians five seventeen says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And Ephesians 4, to 24, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which has been corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitudes of your mind, and to put on a new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So we are becoming more like Jesus. We are being transformed. We're works in progress, but we need to let the Holy Spirit work in us. And then we can really show what love is, demonstrate all of these things. So just as God is all of these things, we also can be. So we say that God is love, but also hopefully we can be working towards putting your name up there. So Ruth, or whatever your name is, that we can maybe say in time, Ruth is patient, Ruth is kind, and you put your name that we can work towards this, all the attributes of God that he is changing us to be more like him. Thank you very much. You can go and sit down. We're, we're
we're just going to pray. So if the band could um, just join us um, while I do that. Lord Jesus, just thank you that you have shown us what real love is, that we've just seen how amazing you are and the way that you demonstrate your love to us day by day. And thank you that you do love us so much. And thank you that you love us so much that you do want to change us, that you want us to become more like you so that we can show love to others. And Lord Jesus, I just pray that we will allow your Holy Spirit into our lives to allow you to change us, to make us more patient, to make us more kind, to make us more thoughtful about other people and not just thinking about ourselves, but thinking about others. And Lord Jesus, I just just thank you that you want to use us, make us a difference. And Lord, I just pray that on this Valentine's Day, we will just be able to show your true, real love to others. Amen. As we just sing our final song, we're going to take up the offering. <laughs>